people. You know, as Christians, we go through a lot of stuff. We put up with things that other folk don't put up with. We say I love you when other folks say I hate you. We'll give you what we have even if we only have a little bit. But every now and then we have to come together and we have to touch and agree and encourage ourselves in the Lord because sometimes we all get gad. And there's no feeling like getting gad. When you get gad, you know that you got gad. But we don't want to let what others do to impact the way we live. Just because someone doesn't love us doesn't mean that we have to hate them. Just because someone shoot our dog doesn't mean that we're going to kill their cat. (laughs) But we're going to love. And the reason why we love you all It's because we are waiting on that reward that God has for us. It's not that we're stupid. It's not that we're dumb. It's not that we're weak. It's not that we are punks. No, we have strength in our patience. You know, it's easier for me to cuss you out than for me to tell you that I love you and mean it. Sometimes, church, instead of going back and forth with individuals, we need to get on our knees, get in our closet, and ask God to come into our lives and to bless our lives. I just want you to know, church, I just want to encourage you just for a little while. When I wrote my message, I said, I'm going to preach about a couple of minutes. And then as I got through it, I said, well, I'm going to preach until I get ready to stop. But I just want to let you know today that we are all in this thing together. We all have problems and we all have trials and tribulations that we go through. But one thing that we cannot allow those things to do is to take us away from Jesus. You know, it's amazing how sometimes when things happen in people's lives, the first person they want to give up is Jesus. But I want to tell you something. When things come into your life, give up the problem. Don't give up Jesus because he has the solution. Satan will do anything that he can to get us to leave the Lord. He will use our friends, our neighbors, our family, our Facebook, Twitter. He will even use ourselves against ourselves Satan will use anything that he can use to get us to leave the Lord he's consistent he's persistent and he is documented as being a skillful creature God warns us in his word to not even give him a place nobody should be reserving a place in their life for Satan If we allow him to come into one of our lives, he would try to destroy all the other areas around it. Sometimes Satan comes through the voice of the person that we talk to the most. Who do you listen to? Who do you depend upon? Who 
helps you make your decisions? Who is your confidant? If Satan is using your best friend, what does that mean to your life? If Satan is using your closest cousin, what will that mean to your life? I want to show you something in the word of God. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of James. It's by Hebrews. The book of James is by Hebrews. If you get to Revelation, you went too far. Go backward. James, chapter number four. Verse number six. The Bible says what? But he gives more grace. He gives more grace. Therefore, Therefore he says, God resists the proud. God resists the proud. But gives grace. But gives grace. To the humble. To the humble. Keep going. Therefore, Therefore, submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. And he will flee from you. Keep reading. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. And he will draw near to you. Keep going. Cleanse your hands. Cleanse your hands. You sinners. Keep going. And purify your hearts. You double-minded. I want you to write down five words. The first word I want you to write down is the word humble. The second word that I want you to write down is submit. The third word that I want you to write down is resist. And the last two words, they go together. I want you to write them down. Draw near. As Christians, sometimes we may find ourselves in a situation that we have to humble ourselves. We may find ourselves in a place that we don't even want to be in. A position that we don't want to be in. And it really doesn't matter how we got there or why we got there. When we find ourselves there, we have to learn how to humble ourselves. You know, it's not always about who's right and who's wrong. What it's really about is who can go to God, talk to him about it, and pray for deliverance. You know, when you humble yourself, trouble comes with that too. Because Satan doesn't like when Christians humble themselves. He doesn't like when Christians take the high road. He doesn't like when Christians make up their mind that they're going to serve Jesus no matter what. Amen. And I hope y'all don't mind me talking to you like this. I just want to rap with you for a little while today. Some of us, we can't get the blessing that we're looking for because we don't have enough faith or enough power to humble ourselves in front of God. Humbling ourselves don't always mean that we are crying out to God about a situation, but sometimes humbling ourselves mean that we have to show an example to somebody else. Who needs to see us take it down a notch? 
You know, uh, many of us, when we were younger, we had a lot of wind and energy in us. Had a lot of wind in our lungs that we could argue all day long. But I don't know about you, but I can't argue like I used to. I get tired and then if I keep arguing for too long, I'm going to forget what I was arguing about. But sometimes we just have to humble ourselves, allow God to work through us. And when God says, go say you're sorry, get up and move. Sometimes, Brother Tyrone, you have to say you're sorry when you didn't do anything. It's not that you are wrong, but you're showing somebody else who God is through you. I told you to write down humble. The other word that I told you to write down was submit. I can't be the Christian that God wants me to be if I don't submit to his order. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. Submitting to God is not the easiest thing in the world. Because when I submit to God, I have to tell myself no. And there are plenty of things that I want to tell myself yes about that God said the answer is no. But when I submit myself to God, I'm letting God know, God, I am submitting myself to you. I'm opening myself up. I'm pouring everything that I have out and I'm receiving you, Lord, because I have to trust that everything that I'm going through is going to be all right. We humble ourselves. We submit ourselves. And then the Bible says we have to resist the devil. The devil is going to come through people that you never thought that you would see him come through. He will come through situations that you never thought you would have to face. The devil will have you not eating at night. Not sleeping at night. You get up for work. Don't even know what time it is anymore. You go up to a stoplight. You keep going. The light is green. You stop. You're on a staircase. You stop because you don't know if you was going up the stairs or walking down the stairs. Are y'all going to get with me for a minute? I'm just telling you that we have to resist him because the devil is like a rat that finds a house with a lot of cheese. If you keep feeding him, he ain't going to leave. That's why the Bible says that we have to humble ourselves. We have to submit ourselves to God and resist him. What that means is you have to tell him, I ain't going for this today. But let me tell you, a lot of the influences that we get comes from the people that we talk to every day. They want us to be just like them. Then the Bible says to draw nigh or draw near. When I humble myself, when I submit myself, when I resist the devil, I got to get close to God. And getting close to God means that I'm going to have to give up some things that I may like, that I may love, that may be near and dear to me. I have to spend some time with the Lord. You know, ain't nothing like experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's nothing like being in a situation when you know you, that you should be going out of your mind, but the reason why you're not out of your mind is because you got God on your mind. I know sometimes people don't know what we're talking about, but all I can say is keep living. There's going to come a time when you want to call somebody, but you can't call nobody because there ain't nobody to call because they can't do nothing for you. And the only person that you can call is Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. We need some situations to come into our lives to make us draw near to Jesus. 
You know, I thank God for some of the situations that comes into my life. Whether I like the situation or not. But if it's going to get me closer to God, sign me up. Sometimes when everything is going good, we're up to no good. And we need God to pull us back. I want to show you something about just deceptive people. Just a couple of scriptures and then I'm going to let you go. Go over to the book of Acts, Brother Dion. Yes, sir. By the way, I like that blue you got on that player. I feel you on that. It, it looked nice on you, man. You got your head there too, didn't you? I'm following your lead. Acts chapter number five. I want you to read a few verses. Just go ahead and read. I'll tell you when to stop. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira. Sapphira mm -hmm. Keep going. Sold the possession. Now, here it is. You know, we got the early days of the church in Jerusalem. And so these two people, they sold a possession. Now, these are folk seemingly that were a part of the church. Mm -hmm. And so what they would do is they would go and they, they would gather some goods and they would sell those goods. And after they sold them, they would uh, give the proceeds uh, uh, to the church. And then they were led at the, uh, the feet of the apostles. And the apostles would distribute the money uh, as they saw need for the distribution. So in this case, we got a husband and wife team. What happens? And he kept back part of the program. Now they kept back part of the money. Keep going. His wife. His wife. Also being aware of it and brought certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now here they are. They're looking like they're helpful people. They sell some land, which was their land. They sold it. They got some money. So let's just say they got $200. And they were supposed to bring the proceeds and lay it at the feet of the apostles. Instead of bringing 200 they brought 100 Keep reading. But Peter said. What did Peter say? Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Why are you lying so much? Keep going. And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Keep going. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Keep going. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down. And breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Keep reading. Now it was about three hours later. About three hours later. When his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. <clears throat> then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. I just want to stop there. We're just going to have a quick Bible study today. The reason why I wanted to bring this couple up, they were supposed to be in the church. There are people in our lives that appear to be helpful. And it may be true that they do help with some things. But everybody who seems helpful ain't truthful. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? There are some people who will come to your aid as if they really cared about you. But the truth of the matter is they don't really care about you. They just care about what you do. Look how they had the money. All they had to do was give. They are joining every, in with everybody else, making everybody else think that everything is okay. But the truth of the matter is they were lying. 
And I want folk to know today that everybody that's in your circle does not have your best interest. Amen. I'm not saying that you're supposed to go out and kick folk out your life, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is a lot of the pain that we go through is because of the people that we hang with. And all those people ain't got to be in the street. They can be right in the church. Look at Galatians chapter number two. Galatians chapter number two. Verse number seven. But on the contrary, on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, we're talking about the as, Gentiles. Keep going. As the gospel for the uncircumcised was Peter. Keep going. I'm sorry. For the circumcised was to Peter. Keep going. For he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. Keep reading. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace had been given to me. They gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. Keep reading. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Because Now this is Paul talking about Peter. Now why did he stand in his face? Why did he approach Peter? Keep going. Because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing for those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with his hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Let me just stop you there. Let me just stop you there. Some people would treat us differently depending upon who else is around. Sometimes people are cool with us. They good with us. But then when someone else comes around that they like better than us or more than us, they get funny acting. I'm only talking about this because we go through stuff sometimes and people don't really want to hear what we got to say because what they say, well, you're a child of God. Just go home and pray about it. It's going to be all right. God's going to take care of it. I know God is going to take care of it, but sometimes we have to encourage ourselves because we are children of God and we have feelings just like everybody else. How's it that we cool on Monday? But then when your homie come over on Tuesday, you act like you don't know me. Some of us, it's hard for us to get over people who act shady. Shady people are some of the most, somebody said lowest. <laughs> they are low. People will come to your house Ain't got a pot up or a window to throw it out of. Eat your food. 
and can't wait till they leave the text to tell somebody your food tasted like dog food. <laughs> but then tell them that they took a dog a bag home with them. <laughs> Folk break our hearts. And they figure that we ought to be able to get over it because we're children of God. And true enough, we can get over it. But we need love, too. We need encouragement, too. We need somebody to do stuff for us, too. You know, life shouldn't always be about you got to give, you got to give, you got to give, you got to give. At some point, we should be receiving something, too. Just funny acting. And I don't know if you've ever been around funny acting people, but they look funny. You know, I've walked up to a crowd of people before. I'm all happy. And as I approached the crowd, I knew it was the wrong day and the wrong time. Because they looked at me like, for real? Y'all know what I'm talking about. But see, when you are a child of God and you have God in your life and you have God on your mind all the time, you can kind of look over the small stuff. See, because I've learned in my life, you know, not to look at what people are doing for me, but look at what God is doing for me. You know, when things are not going right, I'm thanking them for life. You know, sometimes people may not want to shake your hand. They may not want to say what up. They may not check on you, uh, you know, on anything. It doesn't matter how folk feel about you. What matters is do you have God in your life? You know, let me tell you, now that I'm retired, I take my time doing stuff. I cut the grass at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Ain't never did that. But I'm enjoying the way God created this earth. I look at the birds. If I had enough time, I'd give them all personal names. I cut roses. I water roses. I feed roses. I'm taking my time. Why? Because I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. But I'm going to live my life like God wants me to. I'm going to tell you something else. I don't know how long I got, but I bet you this. People are not going to be the cause of me stressed out in front of the church. I can guarantee you that. We all got the stuff of people in our lives, but we got to call it like it is. It is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Don't turn your back on God because you got a snake in your garden. I got one more type of deceptive person that I want to talk about. And I may just let y'all get out of here. Yeah, I've been preaching a lot of long sermons and I'm going to bless your life today. How about that? How about that? But if you act like you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to go about another hour. Go to Matthew chapter number 23. I'm having fun up here, y'all. I'm having fun. I'm encouraging myself. Matthew chapter number 23. Then Jesus spoke to the multitude. Jesus spoke to the multitude. And to his disciples. And he spoke to his disciples. Saying. Saying. The scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees. Sit in Moses' seat. They sit in Moses' seat. Keep going. Therefore, Therefore whatever they tell you to do. Whatever they tell you to do. To observe. Keep going. Then observe and do. Now, now, look at what they're telling you to do. Observe it and do it. Keep going. But do not. 
according to their works. But don't look at their works. In other words, they talk a lot, but they ain't saying nothing. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. How about folk who always got something to say about your life and their lives are tore up from the flow up? Always want to talk about what you ain't doing right as if Jesus released them every morning from heaven and they come to earth to tell you about yourself. You see, sometimes that can weigh heavy on a person. And let me tell you something. People are such a trip. They can know that you know that they're wrong. And they'll try to flip the script to make it seem like it's on you. Let me tell you something. Don't let nobody make you bear the blame for their shame. It's amazing how we have these different individuals in our lives and they make us feel some type of way. But I have learned this and I tell my, thank you, sir. I tell my Bible class this all the time. People who talk a lot, every time you see them, how you doing? Uh, First Corinthians chapter four and verse number 16 said, I'm doing great. See, where you been going? But you know, Jesus, he went to the multitude. And he, people who talk like that all the time, watch them. They ain't about that life. They ain't about that life. It's just like, just like this. If you are a nice looking person, if, you, if you're handsome or if you're, if you're cute, you don't need to wear a shirt saying I'm fine. <laughs> Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. You don't need to walk around with a mirror in front of yourself like this all the time so folk can, can, can acknowledge you. You know, you know, that's why people wear skirts that come all the way up here and, and guys got pants that go all the way down there. You got to show something so for, before somebody say that you look good. But if you look good and you know you look good, you can have a tablecloth on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Deceptive people, they come into our lives. And they try to destroy something. Women, check your girlfriends. Who are you letting in your house? You know, my grandmother used to have a saying, don't nurse women to your chest. That's an old saying. Some of y'all too young to know about that. You know what that means? Quit thinking everybody cool with you that comes into your vicinity there's some folk who are taking up too much space in your life and they're there to pull down whatever you have built up it's amazing how people can tear down something that took you 30 years to build up I just want to encourage you today to let you know that it does get tough sometimes it gets rough sometimes and the people that we depend upon the most sometimes they let us down but don't leave Jesus the Bible says submit resist humble yourself and draw not to God we need power
positive people in our lives. Amen. We need people who are willing to be in our corner and who are willing to encourage us regardless of what we're going through. Amen. People who don't mind doing things for us. We have to stop hanging around shady people. How is it that we can allow people to make us feel so bad that we'll put the blame on God? Have you ever just woke up in the morning and looked at your life? Not your bank account, your life. And thought, why did he let me stay here? What did I do so good that he allowed me to be here? How is it that I know that I don't do everything right, but God is still blessing my life? I just want to encourage you. You know that you have received a blessing that you didn't even deserve to receive. But because of who God is and because of how God is, he blessed you despite of how you was. If God had given us what we really deserved, none of us would be here today. So listen, I feel like I owe y'all a quickie. I mean, I've been preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. I want you to know I can break it down to a couple of minutes. I just want to encourage you. To not let nobody, nobody separate you from the Lord. Don't get surprised. Because anybody who don't have God in their lives, church, tell me what they're capable of doing. Anything. Listen, before I take my seat, I have to tell you this. Do not get used to quick sermons like this. They're not going to happen all the time. Let me say it again. Do not get used to quick sermons like these. But I thought that I said, you know, you guys are such great audiences and you, 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 you sit here Amen. week after week and you listen to me and sometimes I I just, I go in overtime, and sometimes I do things, I say, I'm going to surprise them. I'm going to give them something quick. And, and I already know, some folk are going to say, is he sick? He coming down with the stomach flu? No, some things I ain't got to talk about for four hours. I'm just saying, watch your circle. And quit putting all your chips in other folk. And quit thinking that every folk, everybody who says they love you, really love you. Some folk tell you they love you, but they really can't stand you. We just saw instances of folk who told folk to do stuff and wouldn't do it themselves. These are the people who make you feel bad. These are the people that when you make a mistake, they come to you saying, I never would have thought that you would have did something like that. And here they are doing all kind of stuff. Listen, y'all. Are y'all listening to me? As children of God, if we don't encourage one another, who's going to encourage us? The world already think we're crazy. So if we don't encourage one another, who's going to encourage us? They hung Jesus on the cross. 
They crucified him. He ain't even do nothing wrong. But he died for our sins. When he died, they buried him. And he rose to die no more. That's the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. If you're not in Christ, you need to come. You need to get in Christ. I just wanted to talk to you about just deceptive people, just being encouraged. Because sometimes, you know, when things happen, it takes us so far away. If somebody lied on you, forgive them. If somebody had a fight with you and y'all ain't talking, forgive them. Amen. If somebody cussed you out But told everybody You were the one doing the cussing Forgive them You're a child of God I know it hurts But you gotta understand Lying folk You know what they gonna do They gonna keep lying They gonna keep lying And a lot of them Even lie at their funeral Well how is that that's where all the kids that come out that you didn't even know about. Did you know I was your brother? I knew he was lying about something. I just wanted to encourage you today, church. I've been trying to put one of these quick sermons in for a long time. But I just wanted to encourage you today. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Enjoy the blessings that God has given you. I know as we get older, we got aches and pains. I, I feel stuff that I ain't felt before. But you know what? If it ain't killing me, I'm going to keep on moving. You keep on doing what you got to do. And keep praising God. Praise him. When things happen in your life that you don't like, you don't need to freak out and trip out. Give God the glory. Say, Lord, you know, let me tell you something. Sometimes... God will allow things to happen in our lives that may seem to be a bad thing, but just keep holding on to him and trusting him, and you'll find out what his purpose really was. Now, now, I want to ask y'all a question. Who was one of the coolest preachers <laughs> that y'all know? Me? May God bless you. May he bless you real good. Let's sing the song of invitation.